Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean. This is podcast number 101. I'm Dana White, and I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Today's podcast is sponsored by Melissa Munger. Again, this is melissamunger.com. Melissa is a watercolor artist who creates beautiful works of art, art from a photograph that you send to her. I want to talk real quickly. I'm going to put a picture of this on my website on the show notes for this podcast number 101. Um, but as I looked through Melissa's gallery of beautiful work, I was thinking, I was struck by this picture of a blue truck. It's an old blue truck. And it's a really pretty picture. But then I think this picture has amazing sentimental value for someone, someone who wanted to honor this item. And as I'm dealing with um, my own, um, my husband's parents who are older and in a phase of life where downsizing is is becoming a necessity in some ways, um, we're successfully avoiding it at this time, but uh, we have worked to help them do some of that. Um, I know that one of the issues tends to be that when we try to talk about certain things, um, being, you know, getting rid of certain things, personal. Okay. And I know this is someone who has struggled so much with my own clutter. Um, you know, if something was sentimental to me and somebody else doesn't see why I value that item, it's, it's hard not to take that personally sometimes. Like either I feel like I'm being called dumb, you know, for, for liking that, like the fact, anyway, I'm going on here, but my point is a lot of times the issue becomes, One person wants to honor an item because they have so many memories attached to that and they feel like the person who wants to get rid of it doesn't attach any value to it whatsoever. Um, And I love this picture of the blue truck because I have no idea the story behind it. Um, It's actually a really pretty truck. She has a picture of the actual photograph and then of her, um, her watercolor painting of it. But when you look at that, I think about large items of clutter that sometimes we look at these items and we think that has so many memories attached to it, but I can't get rid of it because even though it's huge and, you know, affect negatively affecting my life or my family's life. Um, and the advice often is take a picture and that is great, but sometimes it's important to actually honor this item and honor the role that it had. You know, in my mind, I'm envisioning that a couple had their first date in this truck, you know, and that there's, it's so sentimental to them. But when you honor this item, yes, you can take a picture and keep the memory. But I love this painting that she did because it's a beautiful painting. But I know that it has incredible sentimental value for someone and this object has been honored in a way and I'm imagining that the giver of this painting is showing that they respect the sentimentality of the person who had the trek. So that now even if the trek is gone and you know, 
trucks can be like tons of, you know, they can weigh a ton or several tons, uh, right? Can't they? Anyway, but let's say that that's gone, but it's a way to, hey, I've honored this memory. It's not that I want you to get rid of it because I thought you were dumb for being sentimental about that, but instead I'm honoring this. Anyway, it's just a beautiful way. So I, I kind of want you to think outside of the box. I know I've gone way over her sponsorship amount of time, but I just think it's a beautiful way to just kind of rethink not just, oh, snap a picture so that you'll have the memory. But sometimes when you're helping someone else declutter, especially um, sentimental things, to really not just show them, just take a picture and you'll be fine. But instead say, how can I help you understand that I really do get this, you know, and sometimes that's what we need. We need somebody else to say, yes, I get that this is important to you. But I also get that you really need to get it out of your house or your yard or whatever it is. Anyway, back to the sponsorship part. Melissa Munger is, uh, it's at melissamunger.com. That's Melissa, M-U-N-G-E-R.com. Melissa Munger Art is what she is on Instagram. And you can find her there. And I've appreciated having her as a sponsor of these episodes. Okay, so I am talking today specifically about, and I'm trying to find my notes because I actually wrote notes, which is always a good sign, right? We hope. Um, Oh, it's a question. Okay, so I got a question from one of you. I appreciate it when you send in questions. Um, I am a little random in my answering of questions, so don't think that it's because I valued someone else's question over yours. It's just like, oh, let me look through this little um, email folder that I have and see what strikes my fancy today. Okay, so here's the question. I have a question that maybe you could address in a blog post or podcast. What do you do about to-do lists? Do you write one every day? Do you use a planner? Do you have a master to-do list that you work off of? I find, this is still part of the question, I find that I'll make a to-do list one day, make a to-do list one day, not finish what's on it, make another list which also doesn't get completed, and by the end of the week, I have a pile of little sheets of paper and just feel frustrated and overwhelmed. Okay, so that is the question. So the answer is yes and no. And I totally get your frustration. Um, So I am in general anti-lists because I lose them. Because of all these same things that the person asking the question said, those same things happen to me. Like I'll make a list, I'll make a fantastic list, and I will then um, lose it. Or I'll forget about it. And then it just taunts me when I look at it and I go, okay, I worked all day today on a million different things, and yet I didn't get any of these important things done. So anyway, in general, I have, and you know my four habits. I have podcasts on all of them. I have podcasts about the four habits. These are the four habits that I really, really focus on. Number one, do the dishes every single day. Put them away. Okay, for me, that means at night and put them away in the morning. But really, it's just whenever that can happen during your day, make sure dishes are done and put away. Second, sweep the kitchen floor. Do I do this every day? No. But when I'm going, I've got to get on track. Oh, yeah, that's the second thing to do when I don't know what to do when I have an awkward pause. The third thing is check the bathrooms for clutter. I am not saying I clean the bathroom every day. I'm saying that when I'm rocking it, I'm checking the bathrooms to make sure that there's no clutter because then when that, what that does is visually the bathroom looks like it's clean because I glance in there and it's not a huge disaster like it is otherwise. Um, I also 
when I clean the bathroom, then all I have to do is clean the bathroom and that's it. And I don't have to first declutter it. So just check in the bathrooms for clutter. And the third, the fourth habit is a five minute pickup. Now, as you know, I am all about the start small, like not, here's the thing. Here's what I used to do. Oh my word. I have to change my crazy, messy ways. I am so done living like this. I just, oh, it just makes me crazy. I'm so, I'm going to change. I'm changing today. Okay. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make a list of stuff that needs to be done every day. Well, if you ask me for a list of stuff that needs to be done every single day, I can come up with a huge long list. Well, I'm overwhelmed before I'm even finished writing the list. Okay. So that does not work well for me. The deciding ahead of time. My story is that when I started my blog completely anonymously, because this was my deep, dark secret, and it was only going to be a practice blog. When I started it seven years ago, I didn't start with a list. Okay. I just said, I have got to figure out how to keep my kitchen under control. I don't know what it is that everybody else is doing and I'm not doing. I don't understand. I do my dishes. Okay but I didn't have a routine for doing my dishes. So I just focused on that one thing and I got that habit down and that became the first thing on my list, but I don't have to have it on a list because I experienced, which is so key for my learning style. I experienced the fact that that is the thing that makes the biggest impact on my home is getting my dishes done every single day. No matter what, not letting them pile up, not letting them get out of control. If I will do that, then my house as a whole magically does not get completely out of control. So, but because I experienced it, I don't have to write that one down. It became ingrained in me. Did it become ingrained to the point where I do it without realizing I'm doing it? Um, No, not at all. But I know when I feel that panicky, panicky, overwhelmed feeling, do the dishes, focus on the kitchen first. That is what I need. So I, that was my first thing on my list, but it's not a written list. And then the second thing was sweeping the kitchen every day. And so the reason I keep those things so basic are, that's how I did it myself. Everything I talk about is based on my own deslobification process. That's how I did it myself. I got dishes under control. And once that started to feel normal and natural, which took me about a week, of focus. Then after that, I started, you know, on another habit and then another habit. And those four were the four that I boiled it down to. If I will do these things every day, amazingly, my house stays under control. It just does. They have such a bigger impact than I thought. So getting it boiled down, and I've already done that for you with those four habits, getting it boiled down to the point where I don't need a list to do that. Okay. But I do have a daily checklist. I have a printable daily checklist on the website. I think it's, um, if you look up in the header, which is harder to see when you're on mobile, but it's a little, like a little square with three lines on it on mobile. But if you're on desktop, you can see up there, I think it says printable checklist or something, printable cleaning checklist. I have a daily checklist and I totally used it for a while, I will totally print it out and use it again. When I am really, really, really trying to, you know, get completely back on track. But the fact is the main four things that matter, I don't have to have a checklist for them. Okay. And I think that that is key for those of us who don't love checklists. Um, so 
I've talked about normal friend before who her house is always under control. This is what she loves. It comes very naturally to her. Although I do have to clarify that, um, she told me, you know, she's, I think once she went back to work, um, you know, she got a job and all this and she was like, it really is harder. I mean, it's really hard when you have that disruption and everything is, um, you know, like you had it down, you had one schedule down with how you did things and then things changed and you have to redo that. And that's always really hard. So just to make us all feel better that it's not completely easy for anybody, um, that that is a legitimate struggle when you have to change your routine and everything. But, um, you know, she, one time we were talking years and years and years and years ago and she was like, well, let's see the first thing I do. I sit in this chair and I make my checklist for the day and I put everything on there. And that was like her favorite part of the day. And that is so great. But like the person asking the question here, which for some reason I didn't put your name in my word doc that I actually planned for this. Sorry about that. But anyway, um, when I, you know, for me, it's like, but then I lose the list. I mean, and, and I might do that for two days. And then the next day, it never occurs to me to do that, you know, for the next five weeks, whatever. Um, that's just not how I roll. Okay. So the key for me has been to boil it down to the most basic of basics, those four habits, and get to the point where, you know, don't even start with those four habits, just start with the dishes. Just start with getting that under control to where it really becomes ingrained and you experience the fact that if I will do my dishes, my house is not out of control. If I will do my dishes, then when I have that moment of, oh, let's get the house clean, I don't have to start with the dishes and use all my energy on that and then not have any energy to get to the rest of the house. Um, okay, so that's really my... Um, my main answer is that no, I don't make a daily to-do list. Um, now, my daily checklist that's on the website has a lot more things because that is um, what I did, you know, in the beginning. And it, it is helpful. I mean, I always say that my daily checklist has on there closed cabinet doors because that is something I don't think to do. And it drives my husband bananas, um, as he said in our podcast last week that was really fun. Um if you haven't listened to that one, that one is podcast number 100, where he was my special guest. But that, um, you know, that that's on my checklist that does not need to be on most people's checklist, you know, but that's kind of a way where I just went through and I added one thing every week. And was like, um, you know, what's something that bugs me that drives me crazy? Uh, that's, you know, what, what problem seems to continually happen again and again and again. And I would focus on that for a week and I put it on my daily checklist over time, you know, that checklist kind of, um, filtered out, you know, down to those four that make such a difference. But when I'm being super detailed, then I can go back to that. So it exists. It's there. I don't look at it because I know my four things. And then when I'm like, okay, I need extra focus, then I'll go to that. Now, where I do use a checklist is for super detailed cleaning projects. Um, not for the every single day stuff, but for that. So like I have a printable kitchen cleaning checklist. And that's because I tend to be your more ADD type, you know, um, I, I know several of y'all have diagnosed me. Thank you so much. Um, but 
it's one of those things I'm like, yeah, I probably could. I mean, I'm not claiming that I suffer the way that I know a lot of people who have extreme cases do, but I, I could probably be identified as having some tendencies, I guess you could say. But as a former educator, I know that you only, um, you only qualify those things if it actually affects how you perform in education, you know? So for example, um, I'm going off on this, but anyway, I always thought this was interesting, but for example, it's not, and if you're an educator, feel free to clarify if I'm getting this wrong after almost 20 years out of the classroom. But my understanding, what I remember is like, let's say a child has a hearing impairment or is hearing impaired. Um, it is only considered a learning issue. Like it's only qualified, you know, and gives them a, um, whatever, if they have to have some sort of additional help in the learning environment. So if the child has, I don't know, see here, I think I'm, I I don't remember. Oh my word. Why did I get off on this subject that I don't know anything about? Obviously. But the point was, it's like if they have to have some kind of special thing going on in the classroom to make them successful, that's when it becomes, you know, something that needs to be like put into their IEP and stuff like that. But if it's something that they have, but they um, can, you know, either, because I feel like the hearing aid would be something that's in that. But it's, it just, I remember that being the example. So anyway, yeah. So my point is it never affected me in school. And so I never felt the need to be diagnosed because I did not need any special accommodations in school for that. But I know I have some tendencies. These very detailed lists on very detailed projects help me. Why? Because I get distracted. And if I know that my job for today is to clean the kitchen and I'm going to clean it top to bottom perfectly very detailed, this is the day when I'm going to do this, then if I can have that checklist, then I'm able to go um, look at that checklist when I get distracted and go, oh yeah, that's where I need to start from now. You know, so I'm not just kind of randomly, um, whatever. So I'm not just randomly, what's the word? I'm seriously distracted today. See, there you go. Um, I'm not just randomly saying, hmm, I want to do this, hmm, I want to do that, and hoping that it all results in a clean kitchen. No, it's all set aside. And all of my checklists like that, for me personally, I have gone through and proven that they work, okay? I have a detailed checklist for the bathroom. That is very helpful for me when I'm feeling overwhelmed and, oh, I need to clean the bathroom, but I just can't focus to get that done. I can go through that checklist and it just keeps me on track. So that's the way that I use the checklist as opposed to all the bajillion um, things I really should do every single day. Now, another way I use checklists is um, kind of as brain dump, you know, like as a a place, a way for me to um, just keep myself on track right now. And possibly this is why my brain is doing what it's doing during this podcast. But right now I'm completely overwhelmed with book stuff. I am really excited about a little bonus thing that I'm going to offer for pre-ordering. If you've already pre-ordered, you'll get it. Um, And if you pre-order, you'll get it, whatever. I'll be announcing that soon, but I have to get that done. Like I know exactly what it's going to be, but I have to get it done. I'm starting to freak out. I'm very excited that I got approved to do my own audiobook. 
which somehow was a question. But anyway, I got approved to do that. Well, that's going to mean two to three days in a studio doing that. I'm doing a video for a promotion thing next week. So, I mean, it's like freaking me out. I mean, we're talking, this book comes out in like eight and a half weeks, I think. Bah! Um, but I'm starting to have that panicky, you know, kind of, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. So right now I have a list going. I don't need that every single day all the time, but I have a list going where every time I think of something, I put it on there and then I check it off. And that makes me feel better because that's like my way of keeping up with all the million little details that pop into my brain and then leave my brain. I will often also put that next to my um, bed with a pen and write on it in the middle of the night so that I can go back to sleep because I tend to wake up and think of something like that. So that's kind of how I use a list. Because I'm so freaked out with everything I have to do, I also keep up with that list because it's like, you know, my lifeline, my whatever. I have something in my head that it is, but I can't get that into words. So anyway, um, the thing I'm using for that, it's kind of funny. Um, I think, did you ask about planners? Oh, do you use a planner? Yeah, I've tried. I stink. My parents loved their day timers. I don't know if y'all remember day timers and I'm sure day timers still exist, but my parents had day timers and they had these special little leather, um, covers and then they would switch out the day timers every day and I, or every year. And I remember when I got to be probably, I don't know, at some point in my either early teenage years or something. And they were like, we are going to get you your own day timer. And I don't think those things were cheap. I think they were actually pretty expensive. And they got me a day timer. And I never wrote in it. I never remembered to take it with me. I whatever. I mean, it just did not work for me. Um, I did not. It, it just didn't. And everything I've tried like that has been similar. Um, there are some beautiful planners out there. And some people love them. I got one from, um, Swiffer. I'm working with Swiffer again, but last year when I worked with them, yeah, they give us some cute little things and they gave us an, I think it's Erin Condren planner and it is the cutest thing and it's gorgeous and people love those things. And I think you should totally try it. If you love planners, I never wrote in it. I might've written one thing, but I don't, it just is not part of me. Now, what I do use is my phone. I put things in my phone and now that I have a new phone and I set it up with, um, this is one of those things where I cannot tell you how to actually do it. I'm just telling you what I think happened. Um, I used to have it set up to where it was not my Gmail account that was in the little automatic email app that's part of the phone. Um, but I don't have that account anymore. So now it's my Gmail account that's set up in there. And I've just realized in the last couple of days that if I put something on my Google calendar, it shows up on my phone. That is huge for me. I mean, that is huge because that means that either I'm with my phone somewhere and I can put something into my phone calendar and I always put in alerts. Depending on what it is, I'll either put an alert for the week before and then an hour before or um, two days before and then 30 minutes before or something. There's two alerts. I always try to use both of them. But I, if I now, if I'm at my computer and I schedule a speaking date, I can put it in my Google calendar and it shows up on my phone. And that is fantastic. It never happened for me before. So I'm assuming it's because I'm actually using the same account with my little native email app that's on 
my phone, even though I don't love that app because whatever, but that in and of itself is a great, um, huge advantage. So using my phone for that kind of stuff. Um, and then I was at actually with Swiffer just recently, uh, we went to the good housekeeping headquarters in New York where they do all the testing and everything. And that was really cool. Um, and they gave us little gift bags. And one of the things in there I thought was a planner and I was kind of like, ah, great, a planner I won't use. Um, but when I opened it up because I did, because stuff is cool and I like stuff. Um, it's actually not a planner. I mean, it has a calendar at the front, but it's like one big 200 page, checklist. And I would say it's just a journal because it's lines, but it feels like a checklist because next to every line is this little circle. Like you could check something off. That's what I'm using for my ongoing freak out list over book stuff and just different thing that's things that are due for me. Um, and I'm loving that thing. I don't know why. I mean, I, obviously a spiral would do the same thing, right? Except that this has those little circles to check it off anyway. So that's kind of my ongoing checklist. So you were asking me what I do, right? Not the perfect thing to do. Um, I guess my advice part of this would be do whatever works for you. Okay. Because, and don't, don't give up because all the organized people say you have to use a planner. And when you try, it's a total disaster like me. Okay. Um, you know, I just have to find ways that do work. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing that's good about these checklists because of, um, you know, like the mess, oh, the messy house checklist. I have how to clean a messy house and get it ready for guests. I have two podcasts. There's a part one and a part two where I talk through that. Um, but with that, I have a checklist that you can print that is one that you just use kind of as a worksheet. It's basically, I'm going to walk through my house in order of the, um, you know, areas that people are definitely going to see all the way going down to the areas that they probably won't see. And then going through each of those rooms and taking the time to say, what in here do I want to make sure that I deal with before this event where I'm going to have guests over that I might not otherwise do? Like it, maybe it's dusting the ceiling fan or, um, you know, I want to make sure I get such, I don't know what it is, the top of that picture frame or some, you know, different little things or wash the curtain or something that, um, I normally have my slob vision prevents me from noticing it until the guest is here and sitting in my living room and I see them glance somewhere. And then I glance to see what they're looking at and I go, Oh, oops. You know, so it's, it's that kind of a thing. It's basically a way to stay focused. That's how I use checklists. Um, also these checklists too, as far as the deep cleaning kitchen checklist, the bathroom checklist are really good for when people work together. Um, if you want to work together with your child or, you know, your husband or whoever cleaning the kitchen, you know, having a checklist like that allows you to say, okay, I'm going to do this. You do the next thing. I'll do this. I'll do that. Because it's kind of like the container concept. How, um, which didn't you think that was funny when I was explaining to my husband how I used the container concept on him and he didn't even know it. Like that was my favorite part anyway, in episode 100. But when I look, you know, the container concept, the beauty of it in using it with other people is 
kind of taking the pressure off of you being bossy. Kind of like we t- I talked about with that truck thing, you know, honoring this person's sentimentality, blah, 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 which he said that in the podcast, didn't he? My husband, how he appreciated that I let him be sentimental about certain things that he knows I don't see any reason to be sentimental about. Anyway, but you know, when you look at stuff like that, you know, kind of honoring the other person's thing, but another part of it is nobody likes being bossed around. Or maybe some people do, but I don't. I don't like to be told what to do. It's a real character flaw of mine, um, but I try to use it for good. Anyway, but most people don't like to be bossed around. But if you have this neutral checklist where you say, okay, I'm going to do the first thing. Can you do the second thing? You know, and it just kind of takes that pressure off of you do such and such. It also for the person like me who walks into another room and says, why did I come in here? Or, you know, goes and puts together, um, soapy water and washcloth and then can't even remember what it was I was going to do with that soapy water and washcloth and having a checklist a printed checklist that talks you through each little step if I'm working with someone else allows me to go back and look at the checklist and not have to say what was it that you told me to do at the risk of somebody going "Eh," you know that kind of stuff um speaking of okay so That's funny because I just got a calendar alert that just kind of popped up on my computer because I have something I said I was going to do because I didn't think I'd be podcasting this late in the day, but whatever. Um, Did it show up on my phone? It did. I'm so excited. And that actually, I don't know how I did that. I'm assuming it's an automatic thing, but this is something that I put into my, um, I put into my phone. No, I put it into my Google calendar on my computer. It showed up on my phone and it automatically did a 30 minute alert, which isn't necessarily ideal, but at least it alerts me because if I put something into my phone and I don't set it to have an alert and maybe there's a way to make this automatically do this, but if I don't specifically go in and set it to have an alert, it's on my calendar, but it may never actually like pop up as a notification on my phone, which I really need those notifications. So it's really kind of fun. Um, the fact that that automatically did that and I never had to go and get into my phone. That's really cool. Okay. Random. Sorry about that. Um, oh, and here's this other totally random tip that I have started doing, which I love, and this is a phone based thing. So if you don't have a smartphone, I'm sorry, but a lot of people do. So I'm going to give you this tip. Um, here's what I do when, you know, when I go to Costco, I know that I always buy certain items, but then the things I don't always buy are usually the things in the little sales flyer that they send out that's on sale specifically that month. And those are the things that I get mad at myself because I'm like, oh, I forgot about such and such because I don't usually get that or whatever. Anyway, I take a picture with my phone of everything that I want to buy from the sales flyer. And then while I'm at Costco, I just flip through this picture. They're individual pictures. So an individual picture of, you know, I think it was, I'm looking at it right now because it's by my back door. Anyway, um, a big old honking thing of um, 18 
packages of macaroni and cheese um, because I'm donating them to something that needed that specifically. So I was like, oh, I'm going to grab those while they're there because they were on sale last month. So I grabbed that and that. um, So what I did was when I saw it was on sale in the flyer, I took a picture of that individual item in the thing. Yes, sometimes there's a little bit of other items in the round it, but I can usually tell, you know, what it is. Then when I put it in my cart, I delete it. I delete that picture from my phone. I'm feeling super brilliant right now. And I bet a lot of you are going, okay, great, neat. But I like, this is really smart to me. I do the same thing at the grocery store. When I get the sales flyer, sometimes I'll do this when I am standing there at the front of the grocery store with the sales flyer. I will just take a picture of the items that I'm like, oh yes, I want to make sure I get that. I want to make sure I get that. Because otherwise, if I keep going and looking at the sales flyer overall, it's overwhelming to me. Because I'm like, "Ah," and then I forget something and I get home and I'm like, oh, that was such a great price and I didn't get it. And then I'm never going to go back. Anyway, but I will do that. I'll take individual pictures of the items that I need. One thing I've told myself I'm going to do is to take a picture of things that I need you know, as I like throw them away, you know, so let's say I run out of sour cream, um, before I throw it away, take a picture. And then I have that like as a a grocery list. Um, and then I delete those things as I put them in my cart. And then that way I know, and because I'm just talking about doing it on the flyer, all those pictures are together and then I can flip through and go, okay, yep. I got everything that I special that I had wanted to get. Um, even if you don't do that, if you have a smartphone, it's always a good idea to take a picture of your grocery list as soon as you make it, just in case on that random off chance. I know it's really doesn't happen very often to anyone, but just in case you leave the house and you don't take the list with you. That has happened to me way too many times. So if I have it on my phone, I don't love that as much because I can't check it off in a picture, but at least to have it, it really, really helps me. Because um, for some reason, I never lose my phone. I don't want to say that out loud because now I will. But I mean, that is the thing that I always know where it is. And I think that's the thing with the planner is I just, yes, a phone works better for me because for some reason that's my, it's not just organization. It's also information. It's, it's communication. It's, you know, my kids being able to contact me, all that kind of stuff. It's right there. And so I don't lose it the way that I lose other things like just being organized stuff that's just for being organized. (laughs) That's not important to me. And so I lose it anyway. Okay. Thanks for joining me today on this super random, crazy podcast. I hope I didn't say anything embarrassing, but if I did, oh, well, sorry. I apologize. Um, this was podcast number one Oh one. And I appreciate you joining me today. And I have no idea what I'm going to call this one. Probably to-do lists, yes or no, something like that. Um, But don't forget about our sponsor, melissamunger.com. I will grab that picture of a truck so that you can see it. And don't forget too, she does snapshots. I mean, to me, that's the beauty of it. You can take a little snapshot where your kids were laughing and you're like, oh, this captures their personality. And she'll create a work of art from it that becomes a most definitely non-clutter Christmas gift. So get those ordered soon so that you can get those in time for Christmas. And then you won't have to worry about it in December. Thanks for joining me today. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, wait, before I forget. How many of y'all turned it off right when I said bye? I'm sorry. Anyway, we are on our way to a million podcast downloads. Like we're probably going to hit it by the end of September if we keep on pace. Um, 
But if not, it'll be beginning of October, but I'm thinking it'll be in September. We are on our way to a million total, not for an episode, but a million total podcast downloads. That means, um, as I said last week, I am going to be uh, choosing three people from the email list that is specific to podcasts. I have not advertised this anywhere else. So you are the only ones who know about it. So that increases your chances significantly. Um, but go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and you can sign up for the email list there. And that should give you an email within 24 hours, um, alerting you every time a new podcast is uploaded. So thank you again. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.